Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. moment I first laid eyes on him, it was apparent that he was quite possibly the purest form of feminine far beyond any other gay that I had ever met. Or even girl for that matter. I mean, sure, in the gay community we definitely meet our fair share of feminine tendencies in guys. I mean, are you listening to the sound of my voice? But Kevin... He took it to a level that made it seem effortless. I was intrigued by his confidence. I had not met anyone in my entire life who had owned girly and dramatic with every flick of a limp wrist as Kevin did. There was absolutely no shame in his game. Oh my fucking God, I can't believe that that's actually me. It's like not even the same person. I sound so shy, so timid, so quiet, so unsure of myself, which is all the things that aren't me. (laughs) And just in case you weren't aware, don't worry about adjusting your headphones. We're just doing, for the second time on this show, the Roast Ronnie series, where I actually go back into a previous episode from the beginning and just rip myself to shreds. Once upon a time, long, long ago. Okay, so maybe it was only like a year and a half ago. I decided to publish my second episode on this show called The Top or Bottom Controversy. And even though the reasons why I decided to make that episode number two were somewhat misguided and I so didn't know what the fuck I was even saying or doing on the show at the time... Now we have to kind of go back, revisit, make fun of myself, and see if there still is that same top or bottom controversy one year and a half later. So you guessed it. Once again, I'm taking the episode from my past that I'm absolutely gut-wrenchingly mortified that if any of you would hear this, I would just die. So by all means, don't go back within the archives. Just listen to this episode where I actually just fucking make fun of myself way back when and you'll see how far I come in regards to how I sound, what I think in my mind about back then, and how things have shifted in regards to the subject matter itself. So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill. And let's ask the actual question. Once again, is there still a top or bottom controversy?
You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Hey guys, this is Ronnie Washburn and welcome back to My Gay Expose Podcast. On today's episode number two, are you a top? Are you a bottom? Are you verse? Are you... Uh, what is verse? Top, 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 first, bottom, first, first, bottom, top, first, power, bottom, top, first, Verse bottom. Okay, isn't verse bottom just like a thirsty guy on Grinder who's actually just a bottom and he is just trying to make you think that he might top you just so that he can be thirsty? I think so. Oh God, here we go. I'm already just getting started and I can't handle myself already. It's just so weird to see how I was way back when and how far I've come to this very day. I mean, I was trying to be funny, I think, with that whole verse, but reverse bottom, power bottom. Like, ha ha ha, except for it's just, it's, it's a little bit more painful than it is humorous. I mean, I think we can all admit that. But by the way, welcome back to My Gay Expose podcast. And as you guessed, on this week's episode, we're roasting myself once again in a re-expose of episode number two, the top or bottom controversy. And before we jump right on in, I just want to give you kind of a little bit of an overview of where I was then in regards to preparing this specific episode so that you can follow through and sort of just know where my headspace was. So in this specific episode, it was like kind of trying to understand the dynamic between that gay stereotype in today's society that if you're a feminine guy, you are almost always a bottom. And if you're a masculine guy, you're almost always a top and any of the other bullshit in between. So there's that. And by the way, just for the record, this entire episode is a re-expose. So therefore no segmentation on that this week. No re-expose this week. No your gay expose this week. And no hot gay goss expose this week. We're just going right in to the roast itself. And before we do that, though, I just have to say in regards to answering the question that you just heard about people who label themselves as verse bottom. Uh, Yeah, so that's actually true. It is a thirsty bottom. It really, honestly, verse bottom is just somebody who's on the rest top on their way to full-on power bottom status. So there's 
that. Ugh, okay, so let's re-expose and roast the fuck out of myself and just see if there's still a top or bottom controversy. And like pictures on profiles of of sex apps. I mean, like, have you ever seen the guys that are super buff? It looks like a jock, and he's like buff and masculine and toned, and he looks like he plays hockey. And then you go over to his house, and he's gayer than Richard Simmons. Oh, God, there's so much wrong with this. First of all, is that the best I could come up with this gayer than Richard Simmons? <laughs> oh, my God, it's so fucking bad. Also, just as a side note, I think that we could all pretty much unanimously agree that everybody's photo almost always looks a thousand times better than they actually look like in person. I mean, with filters, I mean, old photos, bullshit, all of it, it's all there. So this is like, I, this is just a given. Well, like, what, what the fuck was I even thinking? Like, I was like trying to say it as if it was like some sort of a revelation. Like I was giving you some sort of information that you should know moving forward. Oh, fuck. This is so bad. And just as a side note, I'm probably going to have to get a bag of popcorn, pop it, for most of the remainder of this episode, as well as most likely going to have to make myself a cocktail. So let's just see how much more painful we get through until all of that needs to take place. And then, like, the city of San Francisco, it's like swimming in, like, a sea of bottoms. If you've ever visited San Francisco, you know that if you're a bottom, good luck. Because... You are, like, in the 99th percentile. And that 1% of tops, ugh, they are definitely rich when it comes to sex. That's for sure. Yeah, this actually still reigns pretty true even to this very day. Even though this was a year and a half ago, San Francisco is still swimming in a sea of bottoms. And I just so happen to be one of them. <laughs> yeah, so, that you know, some things just don't change. But again, I feel like I'm trying so hard to just, like, inform everyone about the situation. So if you're a top and you want to visit San Francisco, chances are you're going to have a fucking, like, the time of your life. Sidebar, we don't do politics on this show. We never will do politics on this show. We never will do religion on the show either. I just want to bring that up to everybody's attention. Those are the two big no-nos for my gay expose podcast. No religion, no politics. That's the closest we're going to get to even briefly swipe the top of that. Uh, yeah, so that's not fucking true. I've touched on religion and politics so many times on this show I don't know why the fuck I was trying to make rules for this show, because as we all know, here on My Gay Expose podcast, the only rule is that there are no 
rules. And uh, have you ever seen that guy at the bar that you guys meet eyes? You go in for the kill. You buy him a drink. Conversation starts flowing. Things are going well. He brings you to his place. You start to make out. The clothes start coming off. You segue to the bedroom. Things are getting hot and heavy. And then nobody goes in for the penetration. Why? Because you're both bottoms. How does that even work? I imagine it's something like bumper cars. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. So, okay. Time has shifted in a place where I honestly, this shit is like a fucking sixth sense for me. I just know each and every time I meet a guy in person and or am evaluating them on any one of the sex apps, exactly what preference they are. And to be honest with you, many of the guys in SF just go both ways. So, it, I mean, it, it, this is just... Not, I would never put myself in a situation where I'm doing, quote, bumper cars, unquote. <laughs> Side note, I love how I like, I'm building it up like a climax. It's like I'm just trying so hard to make you guys so horny. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to get that cocktail ready very, very soon. What exactly do I mean by the top or bottom controversy? I mean, what's so controversial about being a top or being a bottom? <laughs> oh my god, this is so fucking bad. So, side note, I did try to revise one of my Gay Walk of Shame written blog posts into this episode. I tried to, like, kind of implement it. And you can actually kind of tell in most of it I'm, like, reading off fucking script, which I learned later on in the series just didn't work at all. So that's probably why I kind of sound like, like so timid and quiet because I'm really just not even fucking sure what I'm doing. But I mean, top or bottom controversy, very rarely do we stumble upon that any longer. Well, nothing really. The controversy lies in dating. With the sex apps, you always know what you're going into. I mean, on Grinder, for example, every other person's screen name is top looking for bottom, bottom looking for top. Or you can just go to their profile and most guys have their sexual preference listed. Actually, that's not always the case. Sometimes it's a guessing game, but that's another topic entirely. But when it comes to dating, things are a little different. For example, Tinder doesn't have sex positions listed. Why? Because most guys on Tinder, they're not looking for sex. God, I feel like I'm a fucking professor teaching like a sex app class. <laughs> so fucking bad. Also, for example, Tinder doesn't have sex positions listed on the app. Oh, God. Guys on Tinder are looking for sex. <laughs> They're almost not looking to date. And that is honestly what I've learned since I've been back on the app 
since I got out of my most recent relationship. And truth be told, I don't know if it's the next one or the one following, but there's a full-on episode titled Fuck Tender because I'm officially over that shit entirely. I'm done with that fuckery and you'll get all the reasons why on that episode, but... <laughs> Ugh, I, this is so bad. This is so bad! Jack does not list or have a spot to list what your sexual position is. That is actually 100% not true. Jacked now has a spot where you put your preferences in. I think this was before Scruff bought Jacked because uh, for those of you not in the know, Scruff bought Jacked. So they're like the exact same format. I think they just cater to do different audience types. However, there is a spot that does definitely indicate if you're a top or a bottom. So this just goes to show you how long ago it was that I did this fucking episode because back then, Jack didn't have a preference in regards to what you prefer in the bedroom. Now, a lot of people think, you know, I'm just going on a date. What difference does it make whether the guy's a top or bottom? It does. It makes a huge difference. Because if I'm going to waste my time with you and pursue something and possibly turn it into something else and probably we're going to segue to the bedroom, I want to know I'm going to get banged or you're going to get banged. God, I was so fucking naive back then. Listen, there are so many different ways that you can maneuver through any sort of a relationship slash dating journey. For example... My most recent ex and I were fully open and actually had talked multiple times about exploring polyamory within our relationship. So, I mean, I've actually slept with guys who are together, have been together, married for years, and both of them are bottoms or both of them are tops. And they just play with other guys outside of the bedroom. So this is definitely not what I thought it was back then. For sure, things have changed and evolved in a direction of, like, just way better than it was in my mind back then. Either that or I just had no fucking clue. But also, I love how in this time frame I actually thought that I was fucking verse. No. <laughs> I was a fucking big raging power bottom back then and was trying so hard to deny myself the actual notion that I would potentially somehow top and keep it real I do top occasionally but I definitely would much rather prefer a huge dick in my ass each and every time I have sex and just that other guy knowing that that's what I expect oh my god I, I, I had no fucking clue big ass power bottom right here in this current moment and I was then too I think I just was trying to be I guess, evolved. But what's more evolved now is the fact that I can openly acknowledge that it was just a heavy set case of denial. Was I had no idea for months whether he was a top or bottom. And he was Asian, so it was risky. Okay, so I just want to take the time to apologize on behalf of the year and a half old me in my ignorance, that actually sounded a little racist and a little bit stereotypical. <laughs> God.
God. I wasn't trying to be that, by the way. I was just simply notating that in my personal experience, most Asians are bottoms. But obviously, that's not the case any longer. I just... (laughs) The way it came out, though, God, I, like, cringed listening to myself. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to go make a cocktail now. For the most part, I identify as bottom. But in most more recent turn of events, I've found that, as mentioned before, San Francisco is like swimming in a sea of bottoms. And while you're swimming in that sea of bottoms, sometimes the tide gets rough and it seems desolate. There's no end in sight. And then along comes a top and everything is okay again. What the fuck was I even trying to say there? That shit made absolutely no fucking sense at all. Oh, hot mess. Here we go. Yeah, it's definitely time for a fucking cocktail. Some of the more pressing stereotypes that, or stigmas that float around in the gay community surrounding these specific topics are Asians are always bottoms. I actually hate that because I'm really into Asian guys and I pretty much almost always want a bottom. So that was a little hard for me sometimes when I was trying to pursue guys. Oh God, I need... (laughs) So I have my cocktail in hand just to get through this bullshit. So I have slept with more Asian men out of every other type of guy within the city. And every single fucking time they were top. So clearly I was just green, young, and had no fucking clue what I was talking about back then. But I'm here to tell you, there are plenty of Asian tops out there just for the record. But back to dating, I mean, it's just, you know, kind of like that scenario with my ex. It's like, you never really know. And the sex apps don't help. I mean, you look at a photo and then you go to the house and you find out the guy like photoshopped his abs and he looked like a big burly jock that played hockey. And then you show up to his place and he's got a little pot belly way skinnier than you expected, and he's a bottom. I think I remember my headspace in this moment. It was definitely one of those situations where I had been chatting with that hot jock top down the street, and when I actually went over to his place, he was nothing like his photo, like not even close. And you guys, I ended up going and having sex with him anyway, and it was like definitely one of my most shameful gay walk of shames of all fucking time. So I think that's where my headspace was. And that's just, you know, one of those things that happens throughout the apps. But I do feel it's not as common anymore. I don't know. What do you guys think? Just like in the opening story with Josh and Kevin, it's just like you just don't know. Like, we all grow up as baby gays thinking that everyone's a certain way. All tops are manly. 
all bottoms are girly. And that's not the case. I've learned that far too many times. All jokes aside, stereotypes in regards to the femme and the mask is for sure. There is no rhyme or reason to any specific one individual that you meet because when you think that they're a top, they're a bottom. And that's why I say that I have a sixth sense for this bullshit because I'm almost never wrong. Mark, my motherfucking words. <laughs> Woo, the cocktail's kicking in. Oh, God, cheers. I tried to do a little research for this in preparation for this particular episode, and I found a couple of articles that I kind of found were complete bullshit. One of them was some, like, doctor who was trying to explain what it seemed like to straight people about how tops and bottoms work and why some gays are tops and why some gays are bottom. And he tried to, like, link it to how you were brought up and how your childhood was and like how submissive and dominant traits in your personality types as a child reflect in what you mentally decide to be as a dick giver or a dick taker. Yeah, what's so bad is I actually did pull up the article on this specific doctor who was trying to explain the way, you know, all the different reasons why we were tops and all the different reasons why we were bottoms and like linked to our childhood and like dominance and submissiveness and all of that bullshit. But I'm just here to tell you all of that shit is BS because listen, I'm a bottom and I love to take dick, but I am the bossiest and fucking most huge whore-esque power bottom that I know. And I dominate almost every single sexual encounter that I have. But I love dick up my ass. So the dominance, the submissive, bull, all bullshit. But what's funny is like I didn't even read anything further from that fucking article. So I like introduced the article by the doctor. But then that was it. <laughs> oh, God, this is so bad. Am I a top or a bottom? Question mark. So I decided to take this quiz just for fun. So I'm going to go over some of the questions with you. Number one, imagine yourself making out with a sexy person on the floor. Who's on top? What's your partner doing? First of all, this is a really stupid question. Oh, God, you guys. So we've all learned so many times on this show that doing any sort of quiz that you find on the internet is a complete, total joke. <laughs> Especially when it's a fucking quiz that's supposed to get you to figure out if you're a top or a bottom. Which, by the way, you probably already know what the fuck you are. Like, here's how you figure it out. Uh, do you like dick up your ass? Or do you like shoving your dick in somebody else's ass? And there's your fucking answer. No straight written quiz catering to the gay community necessary. <laughs> oh, God. See, this is the kind of bullshit I was trying to, like, do. And I thought I was being so clever way back then. But it just really made for, like, poor content. But, you know, we live and we fucking learn. And what I learned is never read a fucking quiz on this show ever again. But I actually did do it a couple more times. 
Oh, Jesus. God. Are we done yet? Uh, I chose option three. I'm on top and I'm planning pinning their arms down. Because that's how I roll. Okay, please excuse me and completely forgive me entirely for saying the phrase. Because that's how I roll. What the fuck was I fucking thinking? <laughs> oh my God, this is so bad. Side note, you can actually hear my drunk ass roommate and his dog in the background because I hadn't like figured out where to record at the time of this recording because it was all still so new. But side note, uh, that shit definitely hasn't changed. My roommate is still a fucking drunk. <laughs> that is has continued this entire year and a half long journey in my bedroom anywhere my lover wants in my partner's bedroom neither my bedroom nor theirs uh, i just chose four because i mean who wants to have sex in the bedroom do it somewhere way more exciting like like somewhere you're not supposed to be, like the office or church. <sighs> Question number four. What would you want your partner to wear to bed? One, I'd want them to wear handcuffs and nothing else. Two, they can wear anything as long as I look good for them. Three... I want them to wear something really cute, maybe lace. The hell? And then option four, I want them to wear jeans or maybe leather pants and nothing else. <sighs> this quiz is going downhill fast. Why the fuck am I still reading this goddamn quiz? <laughs> oh God, this is so painful. I actually already finished my cocktail. I'm going to have to go make another because this is just getting a little too real for me and I have to actually embrace the fact that I was this bad at some point in my fucking life oh god I love you more please or I love you groans out of pleasure or oh please please more oh my god I love you please please the hell or I love you. You are so good. <laughs> uh, I chose option four because I'm like, eh, why not? So am I making you guys horny yet? <laughs> oh my God. I, what was I fucking thinking? This was such a bad idea in general. You know what's crazy is this episode actually is one of the top performing episodes of all time in the my Gay Expose podcast archives. So that's kind of like horrifying for me to even understand. So, so many people all over the world heard all of this horrible uh, bullshit. So, uh, God. Lover doing whatever I want. Me receiving amazing sex. Me being pleased via kinky methods. Sidebar, who says kinky anymore? I thought that was... Never mind. So I got the popcorn. <laughs> Have to absorb some of the fucking cocktail. 
that's sort of taking over in my mind. God, this, I like how I whip out the popcorn right when shit starts to get sexual. <laughs> I just like felt myself getting dumber. That's like a quiz that I took 15 minutes of my life that I'll never get back. Bitch, I feel myself getting dumber right fucking now. This is an hour and whatever this ends up being of a full-on episode that I will never get back from my life. And guess what? You won't get it back either. <laughs> Story number one. I met Kane on Jacked. So his name's not Kane. <laughs> his name is actually CJ. And he still runs in some of the same circles that I run in. And at this point, it's been about a year and a half. And he, if he hasn't caught wind of this show, then he's probably living under some sort of a San Francisco rock. But chances are that he is probably about to find out exactly who I was talking about a year and a half ago. And there's a part of me that kind of hopes he fucking does or maybe that's the cocktail talking and as we all know jack doesn't have the position in your the bedroom well we already covered this and yes actually now it does <laughs> at this particular time i was probably at my peak of fitness I looked good shirtless, and I was so ready to flaunt that on all the sex apps. And so I did. This, as sad as it is to say, is actually very true. I do remember this distinct photo that I had on my jacked profile, and truth be told, I looked fucking good. I had abs, I had a built chest, I was looking perfect in all the right places, I do actually miss that fucking body. I'm just a little softer than that now. <laughs> so this is actually the one thing, looking back on this particular time frame, uh, that was a little bit better than it is now. But I think I'm pretty confident that's all that you're going to get from that. The second I changed my profile picture, Kane hit me up on Jacked. Our conversations flew back and forth. Things were going well. We made plans to make a Sunday run on like a Tuesday. And in the meantime, we chatted back and forth constantly, all day, every day. Things were going great. But then on Thursday night, he texted me asking if I'd be willing to go on a morning dog walk with him at Dolores Park that following Friday. So I agreed, still knowing that we had our Sunday plans intact. Oh my God, I am totally boring the actual fuck out of myself listening to this back through. You guys, I am a very detail-minded individual, especially when I tell stories. In fact, a couple of friends of mine have a joke where when I begin to share any sort of a story, they like press my shoulder and go fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. <laughs> oh, God. I, I mean, I know what I was saying in my head, but you needed all the information, right? Wow. I, like, literally was just listening to that, and I was, like, yawning.
Oh, God, how times have changed. I showed up to the park that morning. It was a brisk fall day, slightly overcast. And as I approached the park, I saw him in the distance. He was in tight gym clothes. And his body was banging. It was a little shorter than I liked, but he was a cute guy. So, yes, definitely very short. In fact, I think I remember when I saw him from afar, I was like, ooh, that's looking pretty fucking good. And then, like, as he kind of, like, got closer and closer and closer, I was like, he just, like, shrank and shrank and shrank and shrank. And then and the next thing you know, we're standing next to each other. And he was, like, up to my fucking shoulder. Side note, I actually dated a guy for about a year in my past who was up to my shoulder and I just have to say, like, it didn't bother me interacting with him, but every single fucking photo that we ever took together just bothered the actual shit out of me to a place where I actually would, like, kind of, like, get, like, hunch over a little bit down so that I wasn't looking as tall <laughs> as I was. Yeah, just one of my little personal things. So I'm not trying to short, sh short shame anyone. So don't come for me for short shaming, by all means. It's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so getting canceled for this shit. I use the name Kane, not because it was his real name, but because I have actually run into him multiple times, running in some of the same circles of friends that we do. And it's always been super awkward. So for that very reason, just in case he is listening to this, we're going with Kane. Once again, it's not Kane, it's CJ. That's CJ. <laughs> Just go on Facebook and look up CJ San Francisco and maybe you'll find him. <laughs> oh my God, he's so going to come for me after this. I just, oh, I just know it. Listen, it's been over two years since this guy and I have ever really full-on interacted aside from like you know just like occasionally running into each other outside of circles of friends and whatnot but like I just don't give a flying fuck anymore a CJ it is we continued on our walk through the park decided to go to a different park chatting it up along the way Things seemed to be going really, really well. I was enjoying myself, actually. Conversation flowed like the water from a clean and smooth brook. As we approached the point where it was clear that we were about to part ways, I think I had to, like, work or something. I can't remember. Um, we basically turned to each other and... God, this was so terrible. I just, oh, with each caption that I listen to, it just seems to get worse and worse. And now I'm sort of regretting the fact that I'm uh, two cocktails in at this point because now I'm fucking falling asleep listening to myself. Now I need to go make some fucking coffee just to get through. <laughs> oh my God. Situated ourselves to part. And I looked towards him and said, so what time do you want to meet up for our run on Sunday? 
He turned, looked me in the face, and said, Oh, yeah, Sunday I can't do Sunday. I have a brunch to go to. The crazy part about this whole story, which I still don't get, is that he's the one who initiated the run on that Sunday. He made the plans. He asked if I was willing to do that with him. So the fact that suddenly he had a brunch, obviously I knew firsthand I was being rejected. And this just goes to show, without saying it, the premise of this entire fucking episode was the fact that Homeboy obviously thought that I was fucking a top. And then when he met me in person, it's pretty hard to figure out that I'm actually not because I'm super femme. So therefore, he just knew right off the bat that this wasn't what he had thought it was. It was as clear as fucking day. And I just was so, like, distraught back then because this cute guy who just so happened to be super short (laughs) was rejecting me. Little did he know that his awkward rejection would find us running into each other so many different times in so many different circles of friends. It's not even funny. So that, honestly, is kind of what he gets because I don't give a shit. Later that night, I met up with a couple of my close friends for a drink, and we discussed the story in which I was rejected. And then it became all so clear. One of my friends said, Ronnie, look at your jacked photo. You look like a top in that photo. Don't you realize what happened? He thought you were a top. And we have to revisit that hot jacked profile photo where I, again, had abs, shoulders, pecs, all of it. Honestly, it's so crazy how I didn't see that I did kind of come off as a top in that freaking photo. (laughs) Joke's on you, because I am the biggest fucking power bottom of all time. top or bottom controversy. You just never know. No, I know. I know. Mark my fucking words. Point out a guy and I will let you know up front whether or not he's a bottom or a top. It's like one of those games that you see on RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, where like the fucking pit crew lines up and they drop their pants and you have to see if they're you know, they have the matching underwear. It's the same fucking thing. Like, get a lineup of guys I'll point out top, bottom, top, 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 bottom, 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 top. And I will be right, hands down, guaranteed I'd be willing to put money on it. Story number two. The flight attendant named Felix. Felix was obviously a top. I could see it from his photo. Okay, so a couple things here. First and foremost, I have to just let everybody know out there in case you weren't aware, coming from someone who lives in San Francisco, which is considered to be a hub where we literally get people from all over the fucking world on a regular basis, all flight attendants are bottoms. If you're gay and you're a flight attendant, you are a fucking bottom, period. It's as simple as that. Also, side note, his name was not Felix. I'm calling this one out too. His name. Fuck, I don't even remember what the fuck his name was. (laughs) Oh, this should just show you exactly how 
Uh, much I put into this guy anyway. I don't even remember his fucking name. We'll call him the flight attendant who is a bottom. We definitely didn't talk about sex, but wanted to meet up for a bite and a drink first. Listen, we all know that just because you don't talk about sex and you want to go on some sort of a date doesn't mean sex isn't happening. So why the fuck would I schedule a bite and a drink if I'm going to bottom later? Oh, but wait, the flight attendant is a bottom too. So he should also know better. <laughs> God. We then decided to order a pizza back at my place. Pizza? <laughs> Not only are we eating, but we're eating fucking pizza. What the hell was I fucking thinking? We all know that dairy is definitely not a bottom's best friend for sure. Over a movie. Well, we weren't far into the movie before we obviously started making out and things started getting really hot and heavy. So the next thing you know... We're in my bedroom and things are just getting hotter and hotter and clothes are coming off. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yes, I'm getting laid. Here we go. His body's hot. He's got the chest, the abs, the muscles. Things are just vibing and jibing in all the right places. So am I making you guys horny yet? <laughs> Oh my God, this is so fucking bad. I can't believe that I was trying to be that like descriptive with that fucking inf inflection in my voice. Oh, I'm so glad that I've learned so much and I'm at this current moment where I can just look back on all of this fuckery and just read myself for filth. But then something happened. You know what it's like when you're about to have sex with someone you're like in the moment you're kissing you're making out things are getting hot clothes are coming off everybody's naked things are going and then there comes a certain point where you know uh okay so just checking now am i making you horny i know you're just a little horny now aren't you come on you can admit it you have a boner don't you you do i know it <laughs> that you have to shift into sex but there was a problem we just continued to make out and like rub up against each other nobody was making the move towards penetration problem yeah there's a problem he's a fucking flight attendant bottom <laughs> oh my god i remember actually in that moment when we were like going at it i did think to myself like is this bitch gonna top me or what <laughs> <laughs> oh god i should have known better uh there is a light at the end of the tunnel for this fucking story we did end up actually just jerking each other off but it was very fucking crystal clear that we were both full on bottoms and because i was as said before in that heavy set case of denial about being a uh, verse bottom <laughs> i definitely wasn't fucking topping at all and clearly, neither was he. Why? Because he's a flight attendant who happens to be a bottom.
that's when I moment I realized that, oh my God, we're both bottoms. Go figure. The guy I thought was a beefy masculine top ended up being a total bottom. It's funny because later I ended up like Facebook stalking him and sidebar before I continue this sentence, I just want everyone out there to know that I pride myself on being the prime epitome of perfection when it comes to stalking people on social media. If you ever need to know anything about anyone or find anything on anyone, you just let me know. I can find it in like 15 minutes. Baby, whatever you need to know, whoever you need to know, if you're doubting someone, need me to find someone somewhere, somehow, I can find it. So just fucking Venmo me like 20 bucks, give me all the information, <laughs> and I'll find them and find out whatever it is that you need to find out. <laughs> this still reigns true, and to be honest with you, I'm quite good at it. A lot of my friends actually come to me when they need to know specific things about specific people. And you guys, it's just a fucking gift. <sighs> Anyways, back to the Facebook. Anyways, I ended up stalking his Facebook page and it turns out he had a few pictures in drag. I should have known. I should have checked that first. So, uh, you know, here we are. I'm racist. I'm stereotyping all drag queens. <laughs> God, it was terrible. It does sound so bad and kind of like I'm doing all of that generalization. Oh, the things that we learn as we maneuver through this entire podcast journey and try so very hard to say the things that we're supposed to say, how we're supposed to say them. Oh my God. Please, once again, forgive me for being an offensive ass motherfucker on this specific episode over a year and a half Ago. But the moral of the story and the moral of this whole episode of top and bottom controversy, bleh, excuse me, is simply you just never know. And I am in a relationship right now with my boyfriend where we equally flip fuck each other. And the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen, is that you, yes, most certainly do know. And by the way, if you don't know if that guy that you're chatting with is a top or a bottom, just Venmo me and I'll stalk him on any of the social media formats and find out for you. It'll just cost you one flat fee. And also the moral of the story is that I openly admitted that I equally flip fuck with my now ex-boyfriend. And I'm going to be honest with you, I probably topped him twice in two and a half years. And we had sex more than I can count in my mind. So, no, we most certainly were not flip fucking. Again, completely fucking delusional. <laughs> but in closing, always remember, you never know what they are. And there is always going to be that top or bottom controversy. Have a great night and see you next time. Oh my god, thank the gods, it's finally fucking over. <laughs> There's always going to be that top or bottom controversy. No ma'am, there is definitely not any sort 
of controversy because now we just know that chances are, even if he is the same position that you play, that you can maneuver through however you need to maneuver through that specific journey, whether that be polyamory, whether that be just inviting another of the opposite player into the bedroom so that you can both indulge or whatever it might be, there is definitely not that top or bottom controversy. And if you think that there is, once again, you have my Venmo and I'll let you know from stalking them on social media. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. Let's see, we learned that I was awful a year and a half ago. We learned that I can actually stalk the fuck out of anyone on social media. We learned that if you know anyone named CJ in San Francisco that comes up to your shoulder, then you know that it's most likely the guy that I disclosed on this episode. You know that all flight attendants that are gay are bottoms. And you also know that there is no longer any type of top or bottom controversy. So we asked the question at the beginning of this episode, is there still a top or bottom controversy? And I think we answered. Most definitely not. There's ways to maneuver through. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay and check out my website, which includes my blog, A Gay in the Life of Ronnie, as well as all of my written work and my second show coming your way on Tuesday to 22-22, known as Running Your Mouth with Ronnie at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, Washburn.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will roast the fuck out of myself with you next time. Bye.